Welcome to the Holiday in Style podcast with Katrina Lumsden. Today, you're listening to a bonus episode which is a little bit more casual than my regular ones. This is where I share my journey to purchasing my own holiday property. The raw and the real from the search, the purchase, the design and plans, the renovations, the styling of course, the setup and the launch. I'm going to be sharing it all, including the challenges and roadblocks along the way. So you can choose to skip these or you can choose to tune in. I'm going to leave that entirely up to you. But if you are hanging around, let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode, a bonus episode of Holiday in Style where I am sharing with you a little bit about my own personal journey of finding my dream holiday home. So I guess in these early stages, there's really not a great deal to share with you because we're still in the kind of research stage and looking for property. And as I have already shared with you, for me, it's not just about buying a holiday home that's already beautiful and set up and done and we just sort of buy it and and walk in and get started. I want to buy something that has uh, some uplift in it. So I want something where I can make some money, we can renovate it and grow our investment. So I want something that the bones of it are really good, but I can actually you know, um, change the design a little bit, but I don't want to do anything that's majorly structural or any kind of major, major renovations, more cosmetic renovations. So more internal, um, possibly exterior painting, maybe, you know, might need a new, um, new roof. Some of them that I've been looking at, uh, definitely need new roofs. Um, but nothing too major like adding extensions or putting second stories on or anything like that. I would, would rather find something that we can um, just do some cosmetic renovations and, um, you know, get a bit of an uplift out of it in that way so that we can have that um, manufactured growth, but then as well for long term, have the capital growth in it as well. So I we could because we're looking at it for long term um, as it being part of our superannuation. So we, we want it to have that twofold effect for uh, our superannuation, but also for it to be a bit of cash flow for now to help us um, to live and to help our lifestyle. So it definitely has to be something that is positive cash flow. I don't want to buy something that we have to put our hand in our pocket at all. Um, at this stage in our life, uh, we want to be able to start to travel. Our boys are 23, 21 and 16. So two of them, one of them definitely has been talking about and thinking about when he's going to move out. The second one won't be too far behind him, I imagine. Um, and my third, we've still got him for at home for quite a few years. So we are sort of coming down that downward slide, I suppose, into downsizing and also starting to travel and starting to look at what we want to do with our lives um, once the kids move out and once it's just the two of us. So we are having all those conversations and looking forward and looking at ways that we can make our lives um, better and how we can use our money in a way that's going to allow for us to be able to do that. 
So we've, I've been doing the research. My husband is very, very supportive. Pete is very supportive in anything that I do. Um, in fact, unbelievably supportive in anything I do in my business ventures in, um, any, when I opened up my shop all those years ago, um, he's always, you know, just handed me some money and said, go for it, give it a go. Um, and then from that moment on, I've always been able to make the money and reinvest in my businesses and not always brought in much money to help, but, um, most of the time have been able to pay for our holidays and, and all those extra things that, um, you know, having that second income can bring into your family. So he, yeah, he's, he's a major support. So I'm the one that's doing all the, um, figures because this is my passion, but, um, you know, obviously if I can make a go of it and make it work for us, uh, financially, he's all for it. So with the help of the course that I'm doing, um, with this She Renovates course and what I'm learning in there, I have been doing some calculations and figuring out where it is that we actually want to buy. And just talking about um, the She Renovates course, if you are somebody that is um, loves renovating and wants to, uh, is a woman who wants to find that financial freedom and wants to work out how she can get into real estate and, and is interested in doing a course like that, then I would love for you to reach out to me because if I can introduce you to the ladies and to Bernadette at She Renovates, I can actually earn a referral fee and that would really help me if I could earn a referral fee and I would also love to help you and to... Um, answer any questions that you might have as well, because I've just found it to be such a benefit to me. And I'm someone who lives with a builder and has renovated about six homes now. And I still learn so much from this group and the women that are inside this group. So that was just a little side note. But um, what I wanted to do is just really briefly go through some of the uh, at the way that I've been doing my my research for looking at the properties and where I've been looking. So currently where we've been looking has all been centered around emotional and personal buying, I suppose you would say. So areas that we love and areas that we also believe are popular really great holiday destinations um, where we believe has uh, room for growth and that aren't going to um, really, you know, that aren't going to go anywhere kind of thing. So those areas are Kayama, Mollymook or Milton in New South Wales, Foster, that's because we love Foster, Burley and we threw in Noosa as well and just recently threw in Port Douglas as well and I'll go through each of them and explain why. So as I'd mentioned to you in the last podcast, we have about 850k to spend. So when we first started looking, well, not the first time because that was years ago, but probably six months ago, um, 
actually before that, when we first first started looking, we could afford to purchase in Kiama, but not anymore. Kiama's way out of our price range now. Um, but I still always pop into realestate.com and just see what's around because sometimes you just never know what you might pick up. And now that I'm getting serious about it and I'm really um, ready to go, I am going to get down and have a look and introduce myself to real estate agents as well because I'm not opposed to purchasing an apartment in the right area if I can cater to couples and, um, you know, to a small families for holidaying. So Kayama is the reason I like Kayama for us is I could manage that myself. I wouldn't have to pay somebody to manage it. I could do the cleaning and the turnover. So I'd be saving that uh, management commission. And obviously we could manage the renovations and the um, maintenance and all of those sorts of things. And also because it's only an hour out of Sydney, so you're going to get those weekend um, holidays. It's a great little area um, it's a beautiful spot, beach, it's beachy, beach area, a great little coastal town, great shops, little cafes, restaurants, etc. Um, just south of Sydney. So that's Kayama. The next one would be Milton or Mollymook. So again, when we first started looking six, 12 months ago, we had a lot of options popping up in Mollymook in that range. But no longer Molly Mook pops up when I put in 850000 Molly Mook is now out of our um, price bracket. But we, stand, we still do get some occasional um, uh, houses or definitely townhouses and villas and apartments popping up in uh, Molly Mook and houses and townhouses popping up in Milton. So that's in, um, another one that is a personal one that we really love. Another reason I love Milton is and Molly Mook is because I believe it's a really great all all year round destination. There is the beach, but there is also um, it's a beautiful uh, country town that is great to visit in winter as well. Uh, you it gets cold enough that you could be lighting a fire. You could have fireplace down there. There's some beautiful wineries down there. Gorgeous little country uh, town. And it just has a beautiful country slash coastal feel and is kind of the two and a half hour to three hour mark outside of Sydney. So not too far for a weekend away and a beautiful holiday destination. Next is Burley. Um, Burley, as you know, from Sydney is what about an hour or so flight really easy to get to and if you can grab yourself a um, you know quick flight a cheap flight it's not too expensive um, but obviously I would need to pay someone to manage that same with Molly Milton would need to pay someone to manage that um, with Burley like that excites me that I, I would love to buy an apartment in Burley and that's my husband's first pick. Pete Wood, that's his first pick. Loves Burley. Uh, when I'm doing the figures on that, and I'll explain it a little bit later, um, it's more so that the capital growth in Burley is a bit slower in Brisbane and Queensland. That is holding us back on that. But also a lot of the apartment blocks there, the um, 
body corporate fees are quite high and the numbers just didn't stack up for us. Um, and then finally, oh, not finally, but then there's Foster. Uh, we love Foster. It is now with the North Connects, not so bad to get up there bypassing all the city. So um, that's about three and a half hours to get up to Foster. It's, I just love Foster. It has the beautiful lake. It has the beaches, but it is very, very quiet in winter. So you would have to have a smashing uh, summer, spring, autumn, um, time, you know, business because you probably wouldn't get much throughout winter. And anyone that's got a holiday home that's listening in winter, I would love to know if you message me on Instagram how you go through winter. Um, anyone that's got any holiday homes that's listening that um, in these areas, if you feel comfortable and if you want to share with me some feedback, please do, <laughs> because anything that helps me, I would love to know. Um, so yeah, Foster, I would love to have a unit or a, a house there to continue that family tradition that we've had and and have something in my family that would carry on through the you know generations. That's a very personal choice, Foster, and um, it's something that, yeah, if I found something there, I would definitely make a go of it. And Foster is very, very old. Uh, there's a lot of old units, Very, a uh, lot of very um, – anyone who knows Foster knows when you try and find somewhere to stay up there, none of them – very, very hard to find a um, – finished unit that's been styled beautifully that is up to date and modern so I know that with what I would be able to do with it it would do really well and anyone out there that's got a unit in foster come and see me I will help you elevate it because I'm telling you now if you if you elevate the interiors in foster and create a standout you will do well because it's very hard to find a, um, a beautifully styled apartment in foster so if you have one, ticking all the boxes there. Um, then I threw in Noosa because um, Noosa obviously has 12 months um, occupancy, really high occupancy rates. So I just threw that in there because I wanted to do some calculations on it and just see how the numbers went. And then Port Douglas also just, again, because it's that year-round sort of um, numbers, but I have no emotional or attachment to Port Douglas whatsoever. It was just something I wanted to do some numbers on. So when we do, um, when I do the calculations, obviously, you know, I'm looking at the mortgage that I'm going to need to get. We're looking at um, the holding costs of being able to hold that apartment or house while we're doing the renovations. Um, probably over about three months, two to three months, however quickly we can get that done, the quicker the better, obviously. Um, the actual renovation costs and then a bit of a buffer. I always allow a bit of a buffer in there. Then um, we've got the uh, your buying costs, so your stamp duty and your legal costs, and then, of course, furnishing the um, apartment or the house. So you've got all those costs that you need to take into consideration when you're first setting up. So the next thing that I do 
is I go over to uh, Air DNA, which is a website that is basically kind of linked to Airbnb and and drags and and pulls all the information and the data out of Airbnb and VRBO. And it actually will tell you um, how much you can earn in a certain area. Now, it's not spot on, but it gives you a guide and it gives you a bit of a a guideline of roughly how much you could possibly earn in a particular area or actually in a particular home. So this is a tool that has been so useful. And if it's not something that you've used before and you're looking in um, purchasing a holiday apartment, I highly recommend you have a play with it. You can um, set yourself up with an account and you can use this particular one that I'm going to tell you about for free. Um, I think you've got a hundred searches and, and, um, yeah, you can use it for free. So what you do is you set yourself up with an account and, and all you can do for the free one is use the rentalizer. This is the one I use is rentalizer and you go into rentalizer. And when you have found a property on, um, your, in realestate.com and you can do this for your own property as well. If you've got a uh, home that you are in and you think, I would love to put my home onto Airbnb for two months while I go on holidays, you can put your address of your home into AirDNA and see uh, roughly what you could earn for that while you're away. So basically what you do is you put your address into AirDNA into the rentalizer section and Also make sure you put in your postcode as well. And what will come out will be uh, your, I'm just going to go into it so I can get it right, will be how many bedrooms it has, how many bathrooms and how many guests you can sleep. So you you always need to just check that and make sure it's correct because it can use data based on maybe what the house was 10 years ago and you may have bought it or the house that you're looking at, they may have renovated and it might have extra bedrooms or extra bathrooms now. So most of the time I need to update that. So if you've changed it from two bedrooms to three bedrooms, make sure you also change the guests. So then you will then be able to have six guests instead of four guests. Or if it's a two living room home, then you or a really, really a home with a really, really large room that you think you might be able to get two bunks in, then you might be able to have extra guests. So you've really got to think about that as well. And then what it will give you, it will give you an annual revenue amount an average daily rate of uh, income and an occupancy rate. So what these numbers will tell you is the occupancy rate will be based on how how much um, occupancy over that 12 months that you can expect to fill your holiday home. And the average daily rate is how much the other holiday homes in your area with those same parameters, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, six guests are earning per night and how much that annual revenue is based on that average daily rate and that um, occupancy rate. So when I put in these calculations and then it would tell me how much roughly I could possibly earn for these particular areas. 
So for every area, I found myself a property that I could see would be a potential property to purchase. And then I would find the annual revenue amount. And from there, I would then, um, I would kind of look at that and tweak that for me thinking, so for example, in the Molly Mook one, I looked at a unit and it was a 650,000. It was actually, I think it was a villa actually for 650,000. So with all my costs, it was going to cost 645, uh, sorry, 745,000. The average income per night was $216 a night and the occupancy rate was 46%, which isn't a very high occupancy rate. The annual income on Air DNA was 37000 a year. Now, I then will look at that particular villa or whatever it was and and I compare that to other Airbnb Airbnbs in the area. So then I found a couple of other Airbnbs in the area similar to this particular one that is on um, that I'm looking at. And I could see what they were charging. I did a bit of a calculation and I determined that I could probably get a bit more than 37,000 a year and I averaged that out to 50,000 a year for that particular one. Now, I also then calculated and worked out what my mortgage would be on 745,000 a year. But what I did do, because I'm a little bit risk averse, especially at the moment with all the interest rates, I've worked it out based on 8%. So if the interest rates go up to 8%, because I don't want to put my hand in my pocket and I don't want to be out of pocket, the mortgage was going to cost me 70000 a year. So the annual income that I was going to earn was 50000 a year. So you can see that straight away that option was out for me, straight away. So I did that for all of my um, properties. Now, they were all up and down and all over the place, but what I came down to and what we looked at a couple of weekends ago was a house in Milton. So Pete and I went down to Milton and we had a look at a house on the Princess Highway and it was a very, very, very old house. It was quite an unusual um, style home and very solid, but it was very, very run down. It was rented out. And when we got inside, it was on an 845 square meter block. So we thought we um, it was a really decent sized block. And um, every, everywhere you looked needed something to be done. But Pete's a builder. So uh, while I was looking at everything um, on, a, on a cosmetic level, as I do as an interior designer and looking at all of those sorts of things, he was looking at cracks and he was looking under the house at the damp under the house and um, he was looking at all of those things and the back of the block actually dipped away quite steeply 
um, and would be yeah, a very um, tricky kind of area to um, level out. So it was a no-go for us because it was going to cost quite a bit to do all the work that we wanted to do, so it just didn't stack up. But we really do like Milton. We really like the area. So that's just a little insight into, into the way that I do my kind of calculations that might be very, very different to the way that you do yours. But just for an example, um, just to show you, when I did went on to AirDNA, Burley, the occupancy rate in Burley is 79% and the occupancy rate in Port Douglas, 71% and Noosa, 80%. Whereas uh, Mollymook, Kayama, and Milton were all around the, and Foster all around that 50% occupancy. So you can see that uh, those Queensland uh, properties, they are earning, um, they are, they do have a high occupancy rate, but in, uh, where is it? Kayama. So Kayama's occupancy rate was 49%. But per night was $485 per night. Whereas in Foster, the occupancy rate was 54%, but the rate, the income per night was $142. So, yeah, that's a big difference. So you've got to look at all of those things. So I hope you learned something with that because I find that really, really interesting. It's a really good um, little little tool and little thing to practice doing when you're doing all your research if you are at that stage um, and I also was just going to tell you we we I said I would share all the all the roadblocks and all the little hiccups so I thought I would share this one with you we had our loan and our mortgage all done and last week I had a phone call from the bank just to a courtesy call just to let me know that our first payment was due in a couple of weeks. And I said to her, what do you mean our payment's due? Uh, we haven't actually bought anything yet. And she said, yes, your payment of $3,800 is coming out on the 31st of March. Well, of course, I nearly died because we haven't even bought anything yet. So apparently our loan had been set up as principal and interest, not interest only. And I have not been paying attention, people. So because it um, was principal and interest, it, the loan was, dis and as soon as the loan was dispersed, that meant that the payments were to come out straight away. So th this is all being fixed as we speak. So that is, while that's being done, we're kind of just on a bit of hiatus with what we're going to be doing and what we're going to, well, you know, as in timeline of purchasing. But um, yeah, we were going to have to pay $3,800 out of our pocket for a loan that we hadn't even got yet. So always read everything that you sign and always understand everything that you, um, that you are doing as well because um yeah that was quite a stressful day I have to admit um something else I was just going to share with you is I you know it's all about the 
interiors and the design and everything like that for me. And I have had these these two artworks in my sights for, I reckon it's been about 12 months now. And I really want to use these artworks, especially one of them in one of, in my holiday home. And I, I keep looking out on Instagram to see if anybody's used them yet. And I haven't seen them come up anywhere on Instagram yet. I haven't seen them pop up on anyone's holiday homes yet. So I'm really hoping that they don't because when I use them, I want them to be unique and I want them to be something that, you know, hasn't been really seen anywhere yet. And the other thing is too, when I buy my holiday home, I really hope that they work in with whatever I buy because these particular artworks probably lend themselves more to a particular style and vibe of home and they're not going to suit every home or every apartment or every area. So uh, yeah, if they don't, then I can obviously put them out there in the world and somebody else can use them. But um, for now, I'm holding them close to my chest. And, um, you know, it's something that, um, yeah, I'm ex- I'm really excited about because I, honest to God, have designed the whole holiday home around these artworks. So yeah, cannot wait to share those. And I cannot wait to get this holiday home. Yeah, sorted. Um, when, when we were driving home from looking at this property in Milton, and we were just talking about uh, different, different things and options. And when, when my husband, Pete, when Pete and I got married, um, we've been married for 30 years now. One thing we always said is because he's a builder, and at that time I wasn't an interior designer, but I always had a love for, you know, creating beautiful spaces. We were always going to flip houses. My parents, we moved, I moved six, about six times before I got married. And every time we bought a house, my parents um, renovated it or we bought and build, built Um, And every time they did that, they ended up with a bit nicer house or in a bit nicer area until they ended up with a house with beautiful water views. And they just kept doing that until they, they built their wealth and they grew their wealth. So I saw that growing up and my husband saw that he grew up and didn't move from his family home his whole life. So he could see the benefit in that. So we always said that that's what we wanted to do. We were going to build our wealth through property and we were going to buy and sell and buy and renovate and sell and buy and renovate and sell. So we did, we bought a house in, um, our first home was in Gaimia. It was a a little uh, one bedroom unit. Then we moved and we we renovated it and then we sold that and moved to Kirawee. We built a beautiful and renovated a beautiful home there and sold that. Then we bought a house in Gaimia Bay and we renovated that and we sold that for an amazing price. And then we bought this home and we renovated this home and the kids were uh, young and it's a huge block. And then we just stopped and... we kind of got stuck here. We had a lot of things happen along the way, as you do with life, a lot of ups and downs and health issues and financial issues. And, 
and kids and and we just got stuck and we were just talking about how we never truly realized our dreams of flipping and you know and now since we since that that time when we originally wanted to do it I'm now an interior designer and you know he's obviously 30 years down the track has had so much experience in his building so we were saying how we think that it's coming time for us to bite the bullet and have a think about what our next steps are and like I was saying in the beginning of this episode um, the kids are getting older and and what what is our next steps is where you know we're sort of thinking is it time to start thinking about the downsize and releasing some money um, for the benefit of a development or I, I even said to I even said to Pete is it even could we even sell the house and buy a beautiful um, home on overlooking the ocean in Gerringong and just rent something in our local area um, and that house on the ocean is a business and earning us an income and really think outside the square and do something really different and unique um, and basically the world's our oyster we we're not we have choice and I just wanted to say like you know sometimes I think we, we can feel really stuck in our lives but we, we all have choice and no matter where you are in your life and what you're doing um, we all have choices and it's just up to us whether we choose to stay stuck or whether we choose to make those really brave decisions and make changes. And it's something that has now opened up this window for, of, of conversation for Pete and I. And we're now kind of talking about what the next steps are for us and what the time frame is. And even though we've created this freaking amazingly beautiful dream home with this beautiful space in our backyard as I said it's a huge block it's a lot of work of upkeep for Pete who works six days a week the boys they don't do anything to help you know you've got kids (laughs) they don't do anything to help unless you ask them to they do if you ask them but um and and they're hardly ever home and if they are home they're in their rooms so, yeah, I think it's a little bit exciting to think, you know, the world's our oyster and watch this space because, I don't know, I feel like something, yeah, we might be doing something really amazing in the next couple of years. So I just wanted to share that with you all because I told you this was going to be a really raw and real and very personal kind of Uh, episode so thanks again for listening this week and I hope you learned something about air DNA and if anyone wants to share with me any of their insights on those areas or any information they can that will help me in my research please please reach out to me and tell me and also 
can I just ask you, if you are enjoying my podcast, I would love it if you could, first of all, hit subscribe and follow the podcast because that really helps with my ratings. Second of all, if you could write a review, that would be amazing. So wherever you listen, just head on down to reviews and write me a review and also come over and say hi on Instagram. Tell me what you think because I love getting those messages from you. Um, It just lets me know I'm sitting here in this uh, office speaking to myself. It just lets me know that you're out there and that you are listening. We are coming up to 4,000 downloads, which is pretty cool and Um, As I always say, as long as I continue to enjoy doing this and as long as you continue to to listen and enjoy listening, I will keep doing it. So I don't know when the next bonus will be, but until then, I will um, speak to you soon. Have a lovely week. Bye.